time for another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. I hope everyone's having a fantastic Memorial Day here. It is gorgeous weather, at least where I'm at. I hope you're smoking some meats, chilling with friends, chilling with family, and just having a fantastic day. How are you doing tonight, Tanda Man? Doing good, J-Man. Excited to talk some sports with you, but yeah, it's been a good Memorial Day, and like you said, happy Memorial Day to everybody, remembering and honoring all those who have served our military and the ones who unfortunately fall, fell for our our country. And, uh, yeah, hope everybody's enjoying the beautiful weather, at least in the Midwest. It's pretty warm. Feels Definitely feels like summer. Uh, but I'm not complaining about it. It's dry. Not complaining about that either yet. I will when my grass starts burning here in about a week. But, uh, no, everything's good. It's been a good weekend. And uh, excited to get episode 341 uh, underway here. Yeah, the unofficial kickoff of summer is what a lot of people call it. it I agree. I agree with that. It really is. If if, it feels like summer, um, that uh, calendars turn into June on Thursday. Uh, Hard to believe we're already here. This this year has flown by already, and we're about almost halfway through already. So uh, hopefully it slows down a little bit. Hopefully my sports team start playing a little better, and uh, go from there. (laughs) It's it's just uh, this year's going by uh, in a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. As they say, so it's pretty crazy, but uh, is what it is. Time, time speeds up when you're getting older. They say so. That is true. That is. And we're true. finding pretty, that out. Pretty busy year for both of us, so uh, that uh, it makes sense. Yeah, to flying by. So just, just a little bit, just a little bit. So, but it's not busy enough for me tonight with a birdie or bogey question for you. And you are three strokes ahead of me. My friend. <laughs> so you got a chance to take a commanding four-stroke lead, or I might be able to knock you back down to a two-stroke lead, which is still a pretty safe lead, in my opinion. But we're going with an NBA-related question tonight. All right. Well, the Boston Celtics have fought back from a 3-0 deficit to force a Game 7, which is tonight, Game 7 to Eastern Conference Finals. The winner will play the uh, Denver Nuggets. We'll talk all, all about that here in a little bit. I want to know, J-Man, which NBA team has only played in one Game 7 in the history of their franchise? Only one Game 7? Only one Game 7. Regardless regardless of of what round? round. Holy mackerel. There is no way. You're going to quiz me on arenas now, too, like you did last week? No, but I will I will throw in a little I you can take this or leave it. I can also give you an additional trivia question, but it counts either way. Okay. Okay. Do I get you a trivia question first? <laughs> no, it is NBA related. No. I am nope. Uh, no nope. no shot. Maybe well, maybe later, like after the show, you can ask me that. Or uh maybe I'll get this one right. How about this? We stop a little early tonight. If I get this one wrong, then I can choose whether I want to do that. Then that's fair. Keep in mind now. That's fair. So. That's fair. All right. Uh, Birdie or Bogey is brought to you by Arlington Public House. Arlington Public House has upscale cuisine and cocktails with a casual atmosphere located 703 Main Street in Rochester, Indiana. Over the weekend, Friday and Saturday, their special were St. Louis style ribs, smoked St. Louis style pork ribs rubbed with our house barbecue seasoning, paired with creamy cheddar grits. Grits. Crispy green beans and sweet cornbread. That's that sounds good to me. Home cooking there. That sounds fantastic. I had some ribs over the weekend, but I guarantee you they were not as good as what Arlington Public House had. 
Big fan of ribs. I had ribs. Did I have ribs over the weekend too? <laughs> Last weekend I had some ribs. I remember. Yeah. No, not this week. But uh, I ate enough that my chest has been hurting for 24 hours. <laughs> I have not. Not that I ever eat very well. But yeah, the last few yeah. days have been been real yeah. bad. Been real bad. Holiday weekends knock me down a peg. Um, it should be relaxing, but for the most part, I find myself exhausted by the end of them because uh, of how much I eat. <laughs> it could be a good problem, bad problem. I don't know. Probably, probably bad Depends problem. how you look. Like probably bad problem. Probably a bad problem. But yeah. uh, good stuff all around. But let's dive right into it. We're talking the NBA in our trivia questions. So let's just stick on the topic. NBA playoffs. We know who's representing the Western Conference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the Denver Nuggets for the first time in their franchise history. They not only beat the Los Angeles Lakers, they swept them, which I don't think anybody really saw that coming. I certainly didn't. I thought both series would go at least six games, but that wasn't the case. So... Chuck that one up for one of my 23 bull predictions for 2023 as correct. So I had the Denver Nuggets uh, winning the Western Conference. Said nothing about the NBA Finals, just winning the Western Conference. And they did just that, but now they've, uh, they are definitely going to be rested up. But could they be a little rusty heading into the Finals? Uh, could be. Um, I think they had already clinched by the time we had our show last week, didn't they? Or did they clinch last week? I think they clinched Monday night. It was last Monday night. It, it, yes. it was Monday night. That's yes, because right. I picked the Nuggets to win. Your book, it was the Lakers to win, of course. So. Yeah, to come back. Yeah, to come yeah, back. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, uh, Charles Barkley even said this, how upset he is at ESPN. So the Nuggets clinch, and he turns on ESPN, and the first thing he saw was LeBron getting two blocks. Wasn't sure. anything about the Nuggets. Sure. All about LeBron. And then LeBron, miss, he, Mr. Attention seeker himself said, "I don't know, I I might retire." So the conversation is always going to be about LeBron because LeBron always makes it about LeBron, um, and he doesn't want any sort of narrative out there that doesn't involve him. Now, I know we rip on him, but great guy, great family man, never been in trouble at all. Uh, so this is strictly a basketball sense, and obviously one of the greatest players ever. Um, He's had attention since he was about 12 years old, um, as far as basketball goes. And uh, that day comes when he finally retires. It's going to be interesting to see uh, what sort of attention-seeking behavior he has. Because uh, as of right now, it's always going to be about LeBron. doesn't matter who's playing. could be the Hornets and whatever playing in the NBA Finals. never going to be the Hornets in the NBA Finals. That's <laughs> another team in the NBA Finals. And LeBron's somehow going to insert himself. He's going to be 87 years old. Um, people are going to barely remember who he is. Uh, that's never going to happen. Everyone's going to remember who he is, but, um, he's always going to make it about himself and he continues to do that. And it's, it's, I'm sure it's real frustrating for Nuggets fans. Um, I'm sure the team doesn't care because they shouldn't care about any sort of stuff like that. They should just go out there and try to win. Uh, but as a non NBA fan, like myself, casual NBA fan, like yourself and for, diehard NBA fans um, around the country. I'm sure it, it, it gets tiring. Yeah. Um, and I used to be a LeBron fan. I had his Jersey on his first stint in Cleveland. I had his Jersey even when he went to Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, but over the years, it's just kind of worn on me. Like you were saying, and you brought up an interesting point there. You know, by the time LeBron retires, how's he going to stay out of the limelight, the spotlight, if you will. And that got me thinking, I could see him getting ownership. For I sure. could see him trying to be a part owner of the Cavs. 
Yeah. That wouldn't I mean, shock me. Yeah, look look at what Jordan did. Maybe he pulls a Jordan and becomes kind of a player partial owner sort of deal, and that's when he gets to play with Bronny. Oh, jeez. Um, because uh, and 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 that's the thing that just it, it ticked me off when he said uh, could could retire. He's talked forever about wanting to play in the NBA with his son, kind of yeah. like kind of like Ken Griffey Senior did with Junior. Um, and to say that it, it it's clearly just an attention seeking behavior. Um. Tom Brady, I, I mean, say what you will, but and we'll, we we can talk about him mm-hmm. a little later too. Um, but I don't remember him kind of. Well, I guess he 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 kind of did the will Willie won't they Willie won't he uh, last year sort of deal, and it's starting to come up again. So uh, some kind of similarities between the two of them. Yeah, um, and, and LeBron played spectacular game four yeah. as well. I mean, especially the first half at thirty one points. Four for four from three point range. I think he was eleven or thirteen, if I'm not mistaken, from the field. He was dominant, and the fact that they let the Nuggets come back from that, I think it was twelve or thirteen point deficit at halftime, take the lead by the end of the third quarter, then finish him off in the fourth. I just don't think he could stand it. And uh, he did give the Nuggets some praise, though. I will give him that. He wasn't a sore loser in that aspect of not praising the opposition. Mm-hmm. He said he thought this Nuggets team was the toughest team they faced in his five years since being a Laker. Um, four years, five years. I think it was five years. So I will give him that. But um, yeah, I just I don't hate to see LeBron James lose. Let me put it that way. Yeah. Um, in the reality of the situation, Lakers weren't that good of a team this year. They weren't. There's a reason why they were that seven seed. Yep. Um, they didn't have a full track record of them being good, and it uh, reared its ugly head uh, when obviously getting swept uh, by the number one seed. Yes, but um, it just wasn't that good of a team around LeBron, and he wasn't good enough to carry him like he used to be. And I'm kind of I'm waiting like when's Darvin Ham going to get the axe? Because that's usually yeah. what happens with LeBron teams. That's usually what's happening in the NBA now, especially if if you have this team that's considered elite, and you don't win a title. I mean, it it, it all comes down to if if do you win a title? Because I mean, uh, you look at Nick Nurse; he did win a title, but now it's not good enough. Two years later. He um, became the Sixers coach today, by, by the way. The Philadelphia they went from having uh, a doc, doc to doc hiring a nurse. Yeah. Um, doc gets fired. Doc Doc is, is the one guy that yeah, – I'm trying to think of a comparison for him in the NFL. Um, doc just can't win the big one. Just can't He has, though. Um, he did long time ago. Yeah, oh, hey. Long time ago. Uh, but now that he – obviously he didn't have – Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett and all those guys anywhere else, but he did have uh, some good players out there in LA. He had some great players there in Philadelphia as well. Um, but right now, he, he can't win the big one. If he had it won one, I'd consider him Dan Reeves. Dan Reeves yeah. made multiple Super Bowls yeah. with Denver and then made one with Atlanta. Just couldn't win it. Um, yeah. But I'm trying to think who's won one, but that's been the multiple. Sean Payton. Well, Sean Payton's only been to one. Yeah. Hopefully, he um, wins another one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, no, I mean, Andy yeah. Reid in Philadelphia, but Bill you know, what he's done now. Uh, but Cowher went on top. It went out on top. He, he, I mean, he did. You know, yeah, there's, there's a difference. Uh, I don't know. That's a that's a good one. That was around for a long time. Only won one, but Gruden? won multiple. Gruden didn't go to multiple, though. No, he Gruden didn't go, didn't go to multiple. multiple. Um and he won his so early. Well, so yeah. Doc, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's a good one, though. 
Yeah. Good one, though. But uh, but back to the, the Western Conference Finals, what I like about this Nuggets team is, you know, post-game uh, last Monday after they just made history for their franchise, right away they weren't – I mean, of course they're taking their time to celebrate it, and they knew they were going to have a week-plus off before the uh, game one of the finals go, got underway on uh, June 1st. But they weren't focused on that. They were already focused on the NBA Finals, mm-hmm. except four more. We got four more. Yeah. So, I mean, right away, they're, yes, they're thrilled to accomplish what they have, but that's not what they've set their sights out on doing. So, right. And, and you can see the teams that celebrate hard just getting there. Sure. Usually fall flat on their face. Uh, I'm always reminded Cubs getting to the NLCS um, in 2015 and then getting absolutely destroyed by the Mets. Um, and there's been multiple other cases where you're so happy just to get there that you just don't play very well once you actually get there. And I think, you know, for players, organizations, fans alike, especially in pro sports, also in college, but especially in pro sports, you got to cherish when you're there. Because mm-hmm. even if it looks like the future is bright and you have a wide window, that could change pretty fast. I mean, um, you were talking about the Cubs. I would have thought they would at least get to one more World Series with that yeah. with that core group, and, and it didn't happen. At least they won one where yes. Dan, Dan Marino gets there his second year and then never gets back. Good, good point. Yes, yeah. yes, very true. I, I know you like to tell a story. Your dad wasn't even worried about it when they lost. Uh, because, uh, yeah, they'll get the next one. We'll be back. And that's just you can't in sports, especially you know college basketball probably and 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 pro sports. Well, college basketball the tournament's just a crapshoot. College football though, we see some of these juggernauts repeat or get yeah. to the championship over and over again. Um, yeah, Alabama but, knows they're going to win another one probably within the next three to four years. Georgia so, might three peak. And yeah, and, and Georgia as well. So they're not worried about it. No, but. So, but pro sports, it's not always like that. I mean, yep. it's, you know, the NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, they're a grind. NFL playoffs, you slip up one game, you're out. Yep. Uh, MLB, anybody can get hot. Yep. We've seen the, uh, look at the Phillies last year. They weren't the best yeah, team in the National League, terrible. but they darn near won the whole yeah. thing. Fired Joe Girardi, I think it was right around this time last year. Yeah. Uh, they were 22 and 31, I think, fired him, got hot. Snuck into the playoffs, won the World Series. Yep. So just got to enjoy the moment while you can. But it is nice to see uh, a team also stay, you know, keeping their focus in line too. Yeah. So. And um, you have a roster when you make an NBA Finals or make a championship game or whatever. Um, those guys get more expensive because teams sure. want to go out and get guys that have that experience and have won stuff. Um, so that's another thing that you can't take it for granted because those guys are going to go get paid and you can't afford all of them. Yep. Uh, that's the reality of the situation. And of course, injuries happen. Yep. Um, so you, you got to get them when you can. Yep. Absolutely. But they've, uh, they proved all the smart mar- small market NBA franchises out there. It can be done. Mm-hmm. You can, you can build through the draft and by smart free agent. Incredibly lucky. Which they did. An MVP in the second round. With that the 41st happened. pick. Yeah. He got picked during an Arby's commercial. Uh, uh, but yes, 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 that is, that is true too. But besides him, they've built smart through the draft, Mm -hmm. smart free agent pickups. They know they can't go get that star and smart trade acquisitions too. So Calvin Booth, you remember Calvin Booth when he played? He's, he's their GM. So he's, uh, he has built a, built a good squad this year. um, We'll see what they can do. 
Yeah, the Bulls went out and get got the assistant GM for them a few years ago, Arthur. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. And uh, they, they wanted to build like they built the Denver Nuggets. And uh, clearly it didn't happen in, right. in Chicago. So uh, it's, it's very hard to replicate that success. But that is the absolute blueprint for a small yep. market team uh, yep. to get there. You yep. don't see too many of them unless you land an absolute superstar like in Cleveland. LeBron James fell into their lap. Um, Right. Like that, so. Yeah. Well, even in that same draft, Carmelo going to Denver. I mean, yeah. they won, I think, 41 games the previous two combined seasons before he got there. Mm-hmm. And then he made them kind of a must watch team or a lot more interesting team, I should say, sure. right away. Um, but now the Nuggets will face either the Celtics or the Heat. Like I said, started the podcast. The Celtics have battled their way back from 3 0. They win tonight. They make history, in becoming the first team in NBA playoff history to fight back from a three zero deficit to win the series. And I think they're going to do that, J Man. Yeah, um, there's been so many conspiracy theories out there that uh, the NBA wants the Celtics in there because the ratings for Heat Nuggets would not be good. And the NBA is the only sports league I could see having some 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 sort of um, some sort of conspiracy to make that happen. I mean, we've had. You know, the frozen lottery envelope when the Knicks were able to draft Patrick Ewing. You had the conspiracy with the Bulls getting the number one overall pick with Derrick Rose. Um, there's some. The the Pelicans when they got Anthony Davis because the NBA was owning them at the time. Yeah, there you go. Um, so I think the NBA and the Scott Foster is officiating. Tonight. Yes. I don't know much about NBA officials, but I know the Heat are like 2-13 and 13 over the yeah. last 15 games with Scott Foster. Uh, Sounds like Purdue covering the spread when Courtney Green is officiating. Yeah. (laughs) That's Um, just for Evan Webb. That's for our buddy out there. Hopefully he listens and pops at that one. That's just for him. This will be the J-Man's Book It Prediction of the Week. Thousand percent agree with you that the Boston Celtics will win. It's at home. I I, I know people are saying, well, the pressure has switched to Boston. Now, has it? Has it? They were down three games to none. Or, right. Yeah, they they, yeah. they were down three games to none. They had all the pressure. So they've had the pressure for this will be the fourth straight game now. I think the pressure's on the Heat to not become the first team to do it. Jimmy Butler has had a fantastic playoffs. He has been terrible past few games. Um, Derek White, cool story. He's the one that had the tip in at the buzzer. Um, didn't have a single Division One scholarship offer coming out of high school. Went to a D2 school in Colorado. Transferred to Colorado. I believe he was undrafted. Now he's he he has a chance to join like guys like Larry Bird in having a fifty percent uh, field goal percentage, forty percent from three, and ninety percent from the line uh, in an entire playoffs, and he is on pace to do that right now. So cool story there. Um, but I, yeah, I think the uh, Boston Celtics get it done tonight against my uh, Miami. Heat. <laughs> you are Miami. Much to my uh, <laughs> chagrin. James Book of the Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for Life. Home, auto, business, renters, workers' comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watching at infb.com. Yeah, you know, I was watching a little bit of that game the other night. I turned it off when Boston got up 10, 12, whatever it was. I'm like, this thing's over. And then I saw our, our friend group text message to uh, Evan Webb, who I just mentioned, said, wow, what an ending. So I flip it over, and then I catch the highlights. I'm like, wow. The Heat somehow came back, got the lead, looked like they were going to go to the finals, and then – Crazy ending. Yeah, there is another conspiracy that uh, they put 0.9 seconds back left left back on the clock to make it three seconds left on the clock, excuse me, 
um, when in reality it probably should have only been about 2.3 seconds or so, and those 0.7 seconds made a world of difference. So um, obviously it's going to be different there than it is on TV. You see that quite a bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's not it's not helping the NBA's case at all to uh, squash these rumors. In live time, it looked like he didn't get it off, but he certainly did after yeah. replay. Barely by 0.1 second, yeah. but he got it off. Yeah, there have been some hilarious uh, videos that have gone viral from Miami Heat fans watching the ending of that game, thinking they won it, and then finding yes. out later that they didn't. So we're both picking the Celtics to mm. win tonight. So then it would be Celtics Nuggets by the time we record Episode 342 next Monday night. A uh, couple games of the NBA Finals are already be underway. Uh, who are you picking in the NBA Finals? I'm not picking a Denver team. You kidding, <laughs> you kidding me? Oh, man. Um, I think it goes seven, though. But uh, I'm I'm taking the Boston Celtics. I, I have to take them because I picked them to win the whole thing. He did. In our uh, bold predictions. So regardless of that's what I think, that's what I'm going to make you think, that the Boston Celtics, uh, I think the Boston Celtics are going to win. Well, I'm going against you. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm taking the Denver, Denver Nuggets. Team. That's shocking. Uh, I think uh, I could go six games. I won't go seven. I think it goes six games. Um, I think we see a little bit of both, that the Nuggets are a little bit rusty and the Celtics are a little bit worn out. I, I think we see a little bit of both, and it kind of evens it out a little bit. That would make sense. That would make sense. It should be an entertaining series, whether the mm-hmm. Celtics win or the Heat win. Um, I think – even just from the casual NBA fan perspective, I'd rather the Heat win tonight, even though I'm picking Boston because I think it would be fun. But uh, either way, it'll be, it'll be entertaining, I think. Mm-hmm. So, I I will say this: if the Heat win, I think the Nuggets sweep them. Sweep? Wow. Sweep. Sweep them. I'm I'm not that Although confident, but Tyler Hero might be back. Could make it a little different, but again, he could be rusty too. Yeah, you would think Six he would be already. Probably, you would think so. he would be. Um, any other thoughts on the NBA Finals or Finals, playoffs, NBA in general? Um, I watched the movie Air uh, yesterday. I watched it last uh, week. Fantastic. I, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was it was a really good movie about yep. uh, Nike's pursuit yeah. of Michael Jordan. I read the book uh, Shoe Dog, uh, Phil Knight's memoirs, back a few years ago, and that was a great book as well. Um, it, it didn't talk about the Michael Jordan uh, thing at all, so it was really interesting. So It was, it was mainly about how they built Nike. Um, and then at the end, it kind of thanked Jordan for taking it to a height that they didn't even see possible. But uh, really good movie. Gave it an 8 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, so uh, it's on uh, Amazon Prime for mm-hmm. free. So. Yep, I watched it as well. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, my fiance really enjoyed it too. Um, uh, she complained that Michael Jordan wasn't shown enough. But you can't – everybody knows – like, what Michael like, Jordan looks like, and like, it just he can't he can't do and that. And I, I was actually reading a little bit about it yesterday, and Ben Affleck's actually the one who directed it, uh, the movie, and and he said everyone knows what Jordan looks like. Uh, we we wanted to create some sort of like aura around this guy because everyone knows what they, he looks like, and, and it would have kind of dampened it a little bit had we actually shown the guy. I agree. I agree. What other sports figures would you like to see a movie made around that we haven't seen yet? Um, I mean, we've seen Jackie Robinson in film. We've seen Muhammad Ali. Um, they, have they made a movie about Jim Brown? That'd be an interesting one. No, I don't believe so. 
Uh, Jim Brown would be an interesting one. None, none of like the newer era, maybe because we're too close to him. I just don't think any of those guys are interesting enough to have a movie about him. Well, well, and you see, I think Tiger Woods is just like Jordan. Everybody knows what yeah. he looks like and everything. And I same think same. it'd be, yeah. it'd be too difficult. And you can't tell a Tiger story without showing him because of the sports he plays. Right. So, um, yeah, that's, that's a very good point. That'd be real difficult to pull that one off. Um, Mike Tyson would be interesting, but again, you kind of know what he looks like too. Anybody willing to get a tat- uh, face tattoo? <laughs> yeah. Wonder how much uh, Ed Helms long- is. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I wonder how long uh, Ed Helms had to do makeup for that. <laughs> make it perfect, oh, classic! But yeah, yeah, good movie. If if you haven't seen it, check it out. Cheap plug there mm-hmm. on uh, on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Well, I'm looking right now at my other screen here with our bold predictions for 2023. And I thought we'd give a quick update of where our bold predictions are sitting. I'll go through yours first. I'm just going to go through the ones um, that we know for sure that we've missed or gotten right so far, not the ones that haven't happened yet. One of yours, that, uh, of course, that Roy McRoy would win the Masters, yet again didn't come true. You did, uh, you said no Big Ten teams would get past the Sweet 16. You were correct there. That's uh, unfortunately becoming a very easy prediction nowadays. (laughs) It is. You said Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers would be a Miami Dolphin in 2023. The Brady rumors continue to persist, but uh, persist. Eh, He's a minority owner of the Vegas Raiders now. Just when I thought I couldn't hate that franchise more. Wait, wait until he takes a snap one opening game this year. Uh, that would be against the Broncos opening week. So, <laughs> uh, You said Sean McVay would be on TV during the 2023 season. I'm very surprised he's back, to be honest. Yes. You said the Cincinnati Bengals would win the Super Bowl. I was wrong. They're, they're probably going to win this year, though. Uh, you thought John Calipari's last season would be this past season at Kentucky. They aren't liking him too well there. No, they're not. No, they're not. Uh, this one isn't, I guess, official yet because it could still happen, but I'm counting it as official. Juwan Howard leaving Michigan to coach in the NBA. Yeah, he's sticking around. Although the way his roster's shaping up, he probably should uh, head out of town. He said Notre Dame would join the ACC for football. Yeah, that's, that's I guess play. that's still still up there for debate. But uh, You said Michigan State would miss the tournament for the first time since 1997 and they were kind of on track at that they were and then they made the sweet 16 within an eyelash of the lead eight uh you said sean payton would return to fox yeah and he is head coach of the denver broncos now um you did say the big 10 would retain all of its men's basketball coaches and they did that oh no no they didn't no i uh in my notes you must have gotten it wrong because i said we'll retain yeah, you you screwed that up, not me. I I put no <laughs> Big Ten basketball coaches will be fired. Oh, that was true. So Retaining I, was wrong. So fine, fine. I'll lead. I'll lead on you because Shrewsbury left and went to Notre Dame. But all right, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt there. And you said the Chicago Bears would not trade the number one overall pick in the draft. They did, which they did. But uh, interesting one. You did say the Boston Celtics would win the NBA championship for the first time since '08, and that could happen. All the rest, uh, we got to see revisit down the road. Yeah, one that I can guarantee we can cross off now is the Cubs make the playoffs. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a bit. <laughs> My bold predictions: I thought the state of Indiana would have at least three teams make the NCAA tournament. Didn't happen. They said Purdue and Indiana. 
Notre Dame didn't come to fruition. Actually, I was banking on Indiana State at the time. Speaking of Indiana State, they were so good in baseball this year that they are hosting a regional in the NCAA tournament. Which good means for the Sycamores. Top, yeah, top 16 team in the country. When's the last time that happened? Good for the Sycamores. I said Purdue would make the Final Four. Not only did they not make Final Four, they became the second number one seed to get beat by a 16 seed. Oh I'm never predicting that again in my bold predictions. You can mark that down. Uh, I did say Tom Brady would retire after the playoffs. So, got that one right. I said Bryce – yeah, fingers crossed. I said Bryce Young would be the first quarterback drafted in the draft. That was right there. I thought Jim Car- Harbaugh would be coaching in the NFL. He's back at Michigan. I thought the Masters would be won by someone for Live Golf. Brooks Kepka got second, then went on to win the PGA Championship. I thought the Colorado Avalanche would repeat as Stanley Cup champions. Didn't even get out of the first round. I'm going to stop doing that with my teams I like. I, as well, just like you, thought John Calipari would be done at Kentucky after the season. Nope. I thought Aaron Rodgers would hang up the cleats and retire. Just change teams, New York Jets. I did say the Colts would draft a QB with their top five pick. They did that, drafting Anthony Richardson. I thought Derek Carr would be a Washington commander. He's a New Orleans Saint. Pretty much the same thing. I was right in predicting that two non-power six conference teams would make the Final Four. We got San Diego State, and we got Florida Atlantic. I thought the Indiana Pacers would advance to the NBA playoffs. They didn't even make it. (laughs) Uh, I did say the Denver Nuggets would win the Western Conference. Got that one right. I thought uh, I thought the Joker would win the MV- in- NBA MVP for the third straight year. Probably should didn't have. happen. Um, or somebody else other than Embiid. Embiid won it, right? Yes, he did. And this one that just happened over the weekend, this is the one I'm most proud of. I said Joseph Newgarden would win the Indy 500. Never heard and of he it. did just that. I picked him because I liked his name. Joseph. And he won the Indy 500. He started the race 17th out of 33 drivers. Got it done yesterday. Unfortunately, I did not watch any of the race. I was uh, actually playing golf while the race was going on, or a majority of the race at least. You're a terrible Indiana native there, Tanner. Uh, so I got home, turned it on, and I saw a guy going around the the uh, track in, in celebration with a shell. Uniform. And I did watch the um, drivers come out. The drivers get introduced, and I knew he was wearing a shell uniform. So I said, "No way!" So <laughs> I waited for a pop up. Like, oh my gosh, I got that right. And I might have put a bet on him too yesterday, J Man. So I might have won a little cash there as well. So there it is. I'm a I, Joseph uh, Newgarden fan for life now. I lived. I have lived in Indiana for, or lived in Indiana for about twenty four of my 31 years of life, and I don't know if I've ever even turned the Indy 500 on TV, to be honest. And you call me a bad Indiana yeah. resident. Um, yeah. I have never been to the – I've watched the 500, but I've never been. I've been to the uh, – what used to be the Brickyard 400. Don't even know what they call it anymore. I've been to that uh, six or seven times. But never yeah. the Indy 500. Knew a bunch of people who went. Know a bunch of people who go every year. Um but uh, everybody who went said it was a great race, and it was great weather for it. It was. Because so, usually it's scorching hot or raining or something. But uh, glad nobody got hurt in that scary incident of the tire going over the grandstand. 
That was scary. He did smash somebody's car, though. <laughs> I somebody, saw that. Yeah. So somebody had a story to tell their friends, unfortunately. But yeah. at least nobody got hurt because that unbelievably dangerous with cars going 200 miles per hour. Um, but, yeah, so pulled that one out of my rear for my bold predictions of 2023. But I will take what I can get. Mm-hmm. So uh, Speaking of the Indy 500, uh, I have a word association here for you. Um, I did kind of like what I did with the Kentucky Derby. I did half half of this list is famous people born in Indiana, and half of it are sports figures born in Indiana. Like it. Didn't need to grow up in Indiana, just needed to be born in Indiana. Starting with good old Michael Jackson. Thriller. Um, you know, one of the most entertaining guys ever. He could dance. He could sing. Jackson Five came out. King of some, Pop. King of Pop came out with some great albums. Um, I won't hit on the stuff in his later years of life, but uh, truly entertaining and, and an icon for for many reasons. Axl Rose, Guns and Roses. I think he, I think he went to Lafayette Jeff High School. He's from uh, he, he grew up in Lafayette, but uh, yeah, Axl Rose. He also got slashed there in Guns and Roses and. Uh, Sweet child of mine. That's what I think of right away. Guns and Roses. Uh, David Letterman. David Letterman, Muncie's finest, Ball State. Uh, he was my favorite late night show host. I always found him very entertaining. I liked his top ten list. Um, I liked the guests he had on a lot of times, and uh, now he's got a beard among legends. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Maybe Jay Man should work on that. I don't think my wife would let me. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Jenna Fisher. Jenna Fisher. I did not know she was from Indiana. So she was born in Fort Wayne, believe it or not. And you call yourself a Fort Wayne native. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, she I am a Rochester St. native, Fort Wayne resident. Get it right. Uh, she moved to St. Louis when she was like a year. Okay. Uh, the office. Yeah. Uh, my favorite TV series of all time. Um, I know it's one of yours too. It's, we've watched all the episodes numerous times and, yep. If it's still on TV, every week I still probably watch an episode or two no matter oh, what. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'll just always think of her as Pam, and I can't think of Pam and Jim not being together in, in real life, even though they're not. Yep. So, uh, John Mellencamp. Born in a small town. Uh, I wish he wasn't such a backer and booster of Indiana University, but is what it is. But uh, another guy who had a lot of hits. A lot of hits. He's still playing music and touring to, to this day. Orville Redenbacher. Purdue grad. Uh, some great popcorn. Yes, sir. I'm he a brought, popcorn guy. Brought but... some corn for popping. <laughs> Mick Foley. Mick Foley. As in the WWE legend, Mick Foley? Yeah, you betcha. I knew he was a Long Island guy. Uh, did you know he was on the same high school wrestling team as Kevin James? Did not know that. They were high school wrestling teammates, but Mick Foley, one of the toughest sons of guns pro wrestling has ever seen. Screw it too loose in the head from a lot of concussions, but a nice guy in real life. Um, he has made a flannel shirt famous besides Lumberjacks. And uh, he, Yeah, he, he was born in Bloomington, Indiana, and moved to Long Island shortly after his birth. Yep, but uh, Mrs. Foley's baby boy was an iconic WWE slash WWE figure and uh, still does a lot of stuff for him to this day. Sean Kemp. Rain Man. Legendary Seattle Supersonic, Concord High School, Miniman. Um, I believe he was going to go to Kentucky before he jumped pro. 
Or maybe he went to junior junior college and went pro. Junior college and went pro, but unbelievable dunker. I love watching his old highlights of his dunks. Greg Popovich. One of the best ever coach on the NBA sidelines. Still going Sean today for the Spurs, like we talked about last week. Now they have number one overall pick. He's probably not going where for the foreseeable future, even though I think maybe he should. Um, but he's won a lot of rings and done it the right way. Rod Woodson. Rod Woodson, Boilermaker, Fort Wayne Snyder, high school. Um, Tenth overall pick by the Pittsburgh Steelers, had legendary career for the Steelers, won a Super Bowl with the Ravens, then was a Raider, um, Hall of Famer, both collegiately and in the NFL. He was a great college player on a horrible Purdue teams. And he had a historic bucket game against Indiana where he not only was a cornerback, kick returner, punt returner, but also played wide receiver and maybe even got a couple carries and had a ton of total yardage that day. John Wooden. John Wood, another Boilermaker, but he's uh, more well-known as the uh, Wizard of Westwood out there for the UCLA Bruins. Won, what, 10 titles, I think it was. And uh, greatest college basketball coach ever, in my opinion. Tony Stewart, still uh, Columbus's own, still lives around the Columbus area, I believe. Still racing, even though uh, he is retired from NASCAR. He races on the dirt circuits now, dirt track racing. Uh, does well for himself there, but uh, yeah, NASCAR has not been the same since Stewart, Gordon, Jr., and Jimmy Johnson. Kind of those four retired in a uh, three or four year time span, maybe five year time span. Just hasn't been the same. And uh, number twenty, Home Depot, and then fourteen, Haas Racing towards the end. Stewart Haas Racing. Bob Greasy. Man, you're liking the Purdue, uh, the um. four Purdue guys here, but also former Miami Dolphin. Uh, was a Rose Bowl champion, Super Bowl champion. Then got in some commentary. Uh, his son wasn't as good. Brian wasn't. But uh, Hall of Famer, both NFL and collegiate. Rex Grossman. Sexy Rexy. Uh, Bloomington, Indiana, went to Florida. Then was Chicago Bear and got them to the Super Bowl, but they lost to the Colts. He also was a Redskin. Um, and I think he played on another team, but I can't think who it was. But uh, he was a guy that didn't really pan out in the pros. Last one here, Kenny Lofton. Kenny Loft, I thought he might be on this list. Gary, Indiana. Uh, oh, man, he played for a lot of teams in the MLB, but he was a speedy guy. Um, I probably remember him best as a Cleveland Indian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He uh, was part of one of the best Cubs trades yep. in their history. Got uh, Kenny Lofton and Aramis Ramirez for Bobby Hill and Dave Carruthers. Uh, panned out pretty well. Aramis for multiple years, and Kenny Lofton was a stud up at the uh, top of the order there. So, uh yeah, that'll do it for a word association uh, this week. And that is the word association, which is brought to you by Like It Is Every Week Performer Print 2 Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Performer Print 2 Promo Group has over 50 years combined experience of promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one source print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call at 574-210-3815. Johnny Elway uh, clearly did not uh, did not like that. You, uh, well, he is going <laughs> to... Uh, the NBA draft... Um, for people, the NBA draft withdrawal date is. Let's see, I'm looking at the calendar up here. Wednesday, the 31st. 
Um, some Big Ten uh, notes as far as my team goes, because I uh, have insider information. I actually don't have insider information, uh, but I uh, steal. I don't even. I, I shouldn't even say I steal my info. Uh, this is not public knowledge, but I'll give you the bare minimum uh, for Illinois. Huge week for Brad Underwood. Um, as far as decision goes, you have Terrence Shannon Jr., you have Coleman Hawkins, and then they have transfer Ray J. Davis, uh, who was the MAC Player of the Year at Toledo last year. Um, all making decisions. I'm talking about the NBA draft withdrawal date, which is Wednesday, um, and I'm talking about Illinois real quick. Um, Terrence Shannon Jr. sounds like he's leaning towards returning. He had a, a workout with the Orlando Magic, and if he can get some sort of guaranteed, um, a guarantee if the if the Magic can even guarantee that they'll take him at 36, then he's probably gone. But uh, probably not going to be a guarantee, and he knows he can make a lot of money uh, back in college. Coleman Hawkins sounds like it's 50-50 coin flip right now. Um, his dad sounds like he wants him to kind of stay, make some money because he knew he only had really one year of starting experience. And then uh, Ray J. Davis, Mac Player of the Year, transfer from Toledo. Sounds like he's down to Illinois, Utah, Baylor. Uh, and he's, he's from Plainfield, uh, which is only about 20 minutes or so from where I currently am. And uh, he has a workout with the Bucks, and he's not going to go in the NBA draft. But uh, he will be transferring somewhere. And Illinois thought they had him for the longest time. Then Utah came in, which made no sense. Um, and it sounded like he was going to commit to Utah last week. Ended up not because Illinois really upped the NIL money. And now it sounds like it's an Illinois-Baylor battle. But uh, I know he wants to see what Shannon and Hawkins do. And if they can come back, he'll probably jump on. And then Illinois will be one of the top probably three or four teams in the Big Ten again. But if all those guys are gone... Oh boy, it could be a uh, rough year in Champaign uh, for old Brad Underwood. Yeah, well, last week we thought we'd know a lot of names. Yeah, I haven't heard anything. Nothing, <laughs> nothing. Uh, yeah, Purdue's one big yeah. <laughs> interest is uh, literally. literally Zach Eady, uh National Player of the Year. I think he's going to come down to the day of, make a decision. I really don't know. Um, until last week, I was pretty confident he was going to come back. But he uh, had good workouts. I think his workouts with the Nuggets and the Celtics, actually, uh, two of the rating teams, which is a weird fit there for either. Um, and then, uh, you know, some NBA scouts said he served for anything from 22nd in the first round to 42nd, second round. Well, that's a pretty big gap. So I think he's kind of like uh, whoever you were talking about. I picked up on it late. I was waiting for a guarantee from the Magic. I think Zach wants a guarantee from somebody that he'd be late first round, early second round, mm -hmm. so he can get that guaranteed contract. But uh, Purdue is ready with NIL. I think it was estimated they think he made around 820000 last year. The number is going to be over a million if he comes back. It should be. So uh, we will see. Um I think Purdue would be solid either way, but with him back, they will be preseason top five, mm -hmm. and expectations will be Final Four or bust no matter what. Um, and without him, it would not be that high, but they would still be an NCAA tournament team and maybe borderline top five in the in the in the conference. Um, but uh, we shall see. I, I if I have to guess, I say he is returning, but mm -hmm. I'm not as confident as I was a week ago. The thing is. Um NBA people see that seven foot ten wingspan. Sure, <laughs> and they're like, hey, "We can do something with that." Sure, but again, not athletic whatsoever. Not, he's gonna real really struggle defending the ball screen. Um, well, that's the key, I think. And, yeah. and not, I mean, he's got better hands and footwork than he produced center, and, and produced sure. out a good line of centers. But you know, the NBA scouts, I think personally, need to evaluate him more as an eighteen to nineteen year old than a twenty one year old because there's experience in playing the game of basketball. 
Mm-hmm. But they yeah. probably don't look at it like that. 20 years ago, he's the number one overall pick without Easily. a doubt. Yeah. Easily. He's not even a question. Yeah. Same same with Trace Jackson Davis. He's, he's yeah. a top top five pick. Kofi Coburn would have been a top 10, top five pick as well. I still think way. Trace goes in the first round. Yeah, that his his athleticism. It's it's hard to turn that down, and maybe they think he can shoot a little bit. Because uh, yep. because you look at the NBA, uh, Myers Leonard, for example, shot eleven threes, I think twelve threes in his college career, hit one of them, and then he became a three point shooter. That's all he yeah. did. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it's all about development. But uh, next week we will know who's uh, <laughs> yes we will yes, yes we will yes we will. Uh, before we get to the honest day and then the MLB report segment, I did want to make a few quick golf notes. On the PGA Tour over the weekend, it was the Charles Schwab Invitational. Uh, Purdue grad Adam Shank came up just short yet again in his quest to get his first PGA Tour victory. He uh, battled earlier this year in the Valspar Championship and lost the lead in the last hole or two. This week he lost in the playoff. So he is still battling. Um, I mean, he's made a name for himself with golf fans by just being around the hunt and getting tons of FedEx Cup points and everything. But he's got to get one soon. He's knocking on that door. It's gotta, He's got to kick it down soon. But another note is my guy, Ricky Fowler, had a real good week, had a great Sunday round, ended up five under for the tournament finish, tied for sixth. Why that is big, it gets him in the Open Championship or the British Open in July. So he's in the U.S. Open in a few weeks, and now he's in the Open Championship. So he's in the next two final majors for 2023, which is big for him. This week, one of the big non-major tournaments, the Memorial, over at Jack's Place in, in uh, Mirfield Village in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Rick's played good there in the past. Maybe this is the week it comes together and he gets a win. I know I keep saying it. It's always on my bull prediction that he's going to win a tournament, but he's knocking on the door too. I mean, his only missed cut is in the PGA Championship this year, so I think a win's coming both those guys way soon, and 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 I want to see it for both of them because Ricky's my favorite athlete, and Adam Shank's a fellow Boilermaker. He played golf there while I was a student there, so – um, yeah, yeah. Um, PGA Championship darling Michael Block finished dead last. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, um, he uh, seemed like uh, like everyone was rooting for him and all that. And then he came out with comments about uh, if I hit it like Rory, I'd be top five in the world. So it, it, it obviously got to his head a little bit, yeah. and he was uh, extremely humbled. And I was uh, okay to see that. Yeah, the golf gods humbled him a little bit. I think he was <laughs> happy to go home with his kids. Though he hadn't been, you know, I think he was exhausted. Oh, How could you not be from that week at the PGA Championship? But we will see him in action again next week. He is in the field, the RBC Canadian Open. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and, but I'm guessing I would be surprised if we see him again after that until next year's PGA Championship. Yeah. It would surprise me. But still a good story. But yeah, kind of hit a, hit a pretty hard speed bump this past week. And yeah. golf's a very humbling sport. Yeah. Very, sure. very. But uh, let's educate you real quick before you can go on your weekly Cubs rant here. Um, let's see what happened on this day on May 29th. Um, on this day, 1916, the New York Giants won their 17th consecutive road game. Mm-hmm. That's the definition of road warriors there. Um, a lot of tennis, a lot of French Open, a lot of French Open. Um, a lot of French Open. Um, on this day, 1971, defending defending Indianapolis 500 champion Al Unser Sr. became the first and only driver to win the race on his birthday. He led for the final 83 laps. 
This is pretty cool. On this day, 1976, the only home run of Joe Necro's 22-year career came off his brother, Phil. (laughs) That's kind of cool. Phil was a knuckleballer. On this day, 1977, A.J. Foyt became the first driver to win the NE500 four times. Last time winning the car was built entirely within the U.S. And Janet Guthrie was the first female to qualify, and she lasted 27 laps. On this day, 1980, Larry Bird beat out Magic Johnson for NBA Rookie of the Year. Um, on this day, 1984, Boston Red Sox retired number nine, Ted Williams. Teddy. And number four, Joe Cronin. Uh, on this day, 1987, Robin Ventura set a college baseball record with hits in 57 games. Yeah, one of the greatest uh, college baseball players of all time. Obviously, had a really good MLB career as well, but uh, I will never get the video of him getting absolutely pummeled by <laughs> by uh, Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan. Uh, yeah. Old Nolan Ryan, too. Yeah, he was in his 40s then. On this day, 1989, Philadelphia Phillies 12-time All-Star third baseman Mike Smith retired from the MLB at the age of 39. Maybe the greatest Cub killer in history. Yeah, you've been on record saying that a couple of times. Mm-hmm. On this day, 1990, Ricky Henderson stole uh, his record 893rd base, breaking Ty Cobb's record. Man. Uh, What else do we got here? Uh, On this day, 1993, Texas Ranger Jose Canseco pitched the eighth inning in a 15-1 loss to the Red Sox. He gave up three runs on two hits and three walks, and he damaged his right arm. Uh, Of course he did. Might have been damaged damaged before then. Yeah. Uh... On this day, 1996, Colorado Avalanche won the Western Conference over the Detroit Red Wings four games of two. I had to throw that one in there. Didn't have to. You chose oh, yes. to. On this day, 2010, Philadelphia Phillies Roy Halladay became the 20th pitcher to throw a perfect game in a 1-0 win over yeah, the Florida in, Marlins. Uh, yeah, in Miami, I remember that. Um, I remember talking about this on this podcast. On this day in 2017, Tiger Woods was arrested and charged with driving under the influence in Jupiter, Florida. So we thought he was done. We thought his career was over. Proved us wrong. And that's going to do it for the On This Day, which is brought to you by, like it is every week, Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana Grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs to fit your needs, and their pieces are a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. You can see some of their recently completed projects by visiting them on Instagram at Mooney Woodcrafts or visit them on Facebook by just searching Mooney Woodcrafts. And if you let them know the Tan and J-Man Show sent you, you get 15% off your order. It would make the perfect Father's Day gift. So get your signs ordered. Floor is yours, J-Man. The Chicago Cubs came in today with the worst record in the National League. I saw that. That was um, surprising to me. The crazy thing, and this shows how bad the National League is, uh, for one. Um, but every team came in today uh, within four and a half games of the playoff berth in the National League. Only six of the 15 teams have a winning record. Uh, so the National League is one of the worst leagues um, that they've had in baseball here recently. Um, Cubs look pretty good to start the week, uh, winning two or three against, uh, they won the first two against uh, the New York Metropolitans. Uh, looked pretty good doing it. They pitched well, got timely hits, played good defense, and then they got whooped on 
Thursday, and then the Reds came to town. All right, kind of finally the schedule's lightening up a little bit, and uh, Reds had about 45 hits in that three-game series. Cubs couldn't get a single one of them out, felt like. Uh, that's a bad Reds team. Hunter or the Reds pitching staff took a no hitter into the eighth inning on Friday. Cubs get up four to one. That would have been your worst nightmare, by the way. Uh, it, it would have been awful. The good, the good thing was it would have been a um, combined no hitter. Right, so it took Hunter Green <laughs> for, out for right. whatever reason. It lessens the blow a little bit. Yeah, uh, but it didn't happen regardless. But got up four to one early on Saturday. I thought, okay, I'm gonna get one back in the wind column. And then maybe the worst. Uh, off-season acquisition the Cubs have ever made. Jameson Tyone gives it up super quick. And then the uh, second worst acquisition the Cubs have ever made in an off-season, Michael Former comes in and gives it up for good. And Cubs lose that one. Then yesterday they get up three to two early and then instantaneously they gave up the lead and uh, get swept by a bad Cincinnati Reds team. Uh, they did uh, bounce back today. Uh, only due to Marcus Stroman's brilliance. He was absolutely masterful today through a one-hit complete game shutout. Um, and the one hit was a little bloop duck snort, as they call it, uh, that dropped uh, in between Dansby Swanson and Ian Happ in left field. Uh, so he was absolutely brilliant. And they needed every single bit of it because the Cubs only scored one run uh, today. Which, Can I read uh, some of your tweets Absolutely. Today? You are more than welcome to. Today. These are good just from today. You, you retweeted the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Rossi and Jed clearly don't care, so why should It I? was, without a doubt, the worst Cubs starting lineup I have seen in years. And they had some bad ones last year. They had some terrible ones in September of 2021. And today's, for whatever reason, was the worst I've seen. But you did say absolutely masterful performance by Marcus Stroman today. If Ross lets anyone else try to finish this game, he's dumber than we thought. Yeah, and I for sure thought Rossi was going to have a reliever come in, and they have the worst bullpen maybe in the history of the franchise. Um, but luckily he lets, he lets Stroh show stay out there and uh, he uh, got her done. Uh, on May 23rd, you got to stop with the Joe Girardi in the booth thing at Marquee. Oh, JD thought, is the best in the business and he can't get a word in. It's ruining I the viewing experience. Marquee sports network was going to be a, like this great television production. It's horrendous. It is, her, it's dampened and ruined my experience. For one, they lost Lynn Casper, and Lynn was one of the best to do it. John Shambi's pretty good. I don't mind him, but he he's a national guy, and it comes off that way in the TV booth where Lynn was this local guy who had been there for years, watched him lose a bunch, watched him win a bunch. It, it, it just felt like family in, in a sense, where Shambi, it feels like, National guy, I'm sure he's getting paid handsomely, but the broadcast and and even today, Marcus Stroman has a no hitter into the seventh inning, and he gives up that hit. And while they're giving up that hit, they have a split screen and they're talking about they have some rando commercial about sports betting, and it just pissed me off to be honest. Um, that just talk about the game, man. Yeah. And then Joe Girardi's up there. Joe doesn't shut up. Does not <laughs> shut up. He is somehow worse than Tony Romo when it comes to that. Doesn't let a play breathe. Doesn't let a moment sit. And JD barely can get a word in edgewise. And uh, the booth is so much better when Girardi's not in it. Uh, the three man booth sucks anyways. But yeah, uh, it is. And I'm I'm sure I wouldn't notice it as, as much if the Cubs are playing good baseball. But it just it gets on my nerves um, as of right now. But. I'm at the point, uh, depending on how this season goes, if, if the Cubs were to have to sell at the trade deadline once again, that'll be three straight sell-offs that uh, Jed has oversaw, and he should not be there for another one. He should be immediately fired. 
there's zero reason why this team should not at the very least be competitive. And as I said, coming into today, they had the worst record in the National League. They no longer do. It's not St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, <laughs> as he <laughs>, laughs. Because they lost today uh, and the Cubs won. But uh, it's not going to get any easier for the Cubs. They have the Rays, two more. Then they have a 10-game West Coast trip in San Diego, in L.A. against the Angels, and then in San Francisco. Uh, so we could uh, be seeing some <laughs> real bad records. Uh coming out of that it's uh it's it's not you had them as a wild card team my friend and the fact that the (laughs) the national league is so bad there's still a shot believe it or not uh because of that but uh yeah the i mean you look at the cubs schedule coming up at padres at la angels at giants and they have the pirates at home orioles at home at pirates cardinals in london phillies guardians at brewers at yankees that's just the rest of the first half they could be 20 games under 500 by the all-star break (laughs) um so it's I'm laughing it, with you. I'm not laughing at you. <laughs> it's not looking great. Um, I'd almost I say this uh, tongue in cheek, but I'd almost be where the uh, Oakland Athletics are right now. Ten and forty five. They are ten and forty five. They are on pace to go twenty nine and one thirty three. Uh, the modern day record. Don't move them to Vegas. Just get rid of them. Just cancel. <laughs> just move. Just just delete them from the franchise. Let their I don't know, let their players get drafted by expansion draft or whatever. I don't know what you call that. The, mo- the, the modern-day losses for record or, or the modern-day record for losses is 120. They're on pace for 133. So it's now, it's no longer hyperbolic to call this the worst team in the history of baseball. Like, they, they are the worst team in the history of baseball. Um, and uh, <laughs> it's not getting any better for them either. Uh, the Houston, Houston Astros had a tweet. Last night, Jose Abreu hit their uh, first homer or hit his first homer of the year, believe it or not, uh, yesterday. And the Houston Astros tweet was in front of tens of fans. <laughs> Jose Abreu. Uh, it was funny. But, oh, uh, man. That's my baseball rant uh, for the day. Well, let's get to the birdie or bogey. So we uh, give you some time to see if you, uh, depending if you get it right around, to see if you want this extra potential question. What NBA franchise has only played one game seven in their history? New Orleans Pelicans. Good guess, but you are taking the bogey, my friends. So you're dropping down to two strokes. The correct answer is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, Do you want another to try to get three strokes up, but if you miss, you're only a stroke up? Um, No, but I would like to hear the question. All right, fair Let's enough. See if I could have gotten it. Before Curry and Tatum scored 50 and 51 in game sevens, the record was 48. Who did that? Score, was it, say that again. So Curry had Curry and Tatum had 50 and 51 points in game sevens. Uh-huh. The previous record was 48. Was 48. Who did that? I have no idea. I'm glad I didn't uh, say anything. Um, just as a shot in the dark, 48 in a game seven. Kobe? Nope. Who was it? Kevin Durant. Oh, He had 48, and Luka had 46 in 2021. LeBron has a 45 and 44 point game seven. Mm. Well, thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man show. Tanner is, uh, he's he's creeping up on me a little bit in the uh, birdie bogey standings, but still have a two-stroke lead. I'm going to have to knock him down a peg. Next week have a fantastic week everybody and we will be back at her next monday with another episode of the tan and j-man show